and we are back. Hello everyone, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of The Journey There with your host, Carlisle Chua. And this week, I started working. Can you guys imagine that? Like, what the frick? So I was talking about it last week, na parang, oh, finally, I started, um, or no, I think I just said that I got accepted into my uh, job, the dream NGO that I wanted, and I was like gushing about how much I like. I don't know. I don't know. I think that was the last thing I talked to you guys about. But I started work um, a few days ago. What day is it today? It is Thursday, so it's technically it's my third day at work already, and I'm just really super happy about it. Like, guys, the people there are so kind. The people there are so friendly. Um, like. I don't know. And we've been having a lot of prayer meetings. And like, okay, y'all already know, or I don't know if y'all all, like all of you guys know, but then I was part of two church groups already. Um, So like, I have my fair share of prayer meetings. Like it's weekly and stuff, but like these people pray a lot. And like, it's not a bad thing at all. Trust me. I think I'm learning more about my faith now because of the way that we're, um, I guess, uh, the way that they Bible study is very different from the way that I would Bible study before or like with the people that I used to Bible study with because normally, or no, what they used to do is like, oh, read the passage, then say like a certain phrase, like, oh, I don't know, like, huh, gets by, like they get a line from the Bible mismo and they're like, oh, this is my personal connection to it. But then I was so shocked because during the Bible study, they were like so what like so objective about it they were like oh there are action words in this this paragraph or something and i it resonates with me because it's an action word and god's telling me to um be actionate like what the heck okay no i'm not like judging or anything like that but it's just another way of studying the bible that i have never experienced in my 20 my 20 going 21 years of living like crazy oh and i also forgot sorry i think like the the first two episodes the the, the, la, 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 la. the first two minutes of this episode is gonna be talking about jesus sorry about that like if you're uncomfortable with it but like it was just really cool but also aside from that um i guess my birthday's already over by the time you guys listen to this um i'm recording this on a thursday but my birthday is on saturday but i will be in baguio naman um when this comes out so yeah as of right now this is my uh, this is my very last episode as a 20 year old and it was okay 20 years i can't talk today what the heck guys Fun fact, I've been trying to record this specific episode. Um, this is like the third time I'm try- I've am i tried to record it. But like the other times, because I just wasn't feeling it. Like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it's a stream of consciousness and I'm talking to literally no one. So if I'm not feeling like talking, obviously the shit that I'm going to say is not going to be meaningful. And or I'm just not going to be feeling it. And like, you know, when you're not feeling it, you don't really want to talk. So like the shit I say is going to sound so like pilet and I don't want that to happen. So I think this is the first time in a few days that I actually feel like talking and I'm doing it in the morning because I'm probably going to get exhausted again throughout the day. Um, and I think that's a problem. That's why I haven't been recording or I have, I've put off this specific episode for a while because I guess I need to be clear. Like, I have to have a clear mind when I talk about it. And okay, you guys are gonna, you already saw the title, and I'll talk about it later. But like, I'm gonna be talking about something serious. So obviously, I have to be in a right, the right mindset for it. So 
took me a while to um get to this mic and record again but yeah um what was i saying i was saying something about oh yeah 20 years old was pretty okay um i mean duh i lived it in the fucking pandemic but i think i lived it up as much as i could anyway um who would have thought that i would have grown so much at 20 i think that i have really stepped into my adult shoes like the big girl shoes already 19 was an awkward year for me personally i hate the number 19 it's just something that it just makes me feel uncomfortable the the, the number 19 like it's like an awkward phase between like okay you're not a debutant like you know like 18 is or no okay it started at 16 16 is when you go to prom 17 is when what isn't 17 honestly i don't know but 17 was a good year for me uh 17 years old i was it was like a good time in my life 18 is when you go to college and 18 is when you have your debut 19 is like literally nothing happens you're just living and it's like Bleh. but then 20 is when you like step into like you come out of your teen years and you become an adult per se i, I don't know like i guess quote unquote become an adult because um I don't know, like, once you step out of your teen years, you suddenly expect that, oh, I'm going to be so wise and everything like that. But if it's the first time that I realized that, oh, just because you're 20 doesn't mean, like, the whole, like, you know everything. You're literally still a teenager. I still think I'm a teenager even if I'm 20 years old. You know what I mean? It feels like I just changed. Like, it really felt like age was, it, it just became a number and it's pretty cool um and 20 years old was a very fun age for me i learned a lot for sure and the i made my um this podcast like at 20 years old well i started it at 19 but then like it, it, it kicked off when i was 20 already and like so far recording my healing process my journey the maturity and everything like that has been really really interesting for me and i sometimes okay maybe this is narcissistic i'm not sure but sometimes i listen back to my episodes just to see where i was at that certain time when i was recording it and it's just so funny to look listen back to that to that girl now and be like oh those opinions were kind of wrong or like oh i know better now or oh that that thing that I catastrophized, it's over. It's, like, not that big of a deal anymore to me months after. So, like, I really have been growing a lot in this year. And I'm just super-duper grateful that I got to record it on this podcast. I'm really happy that I got to celebrate it with you guys as well. Um, if you want to listen more about, like, my series of, of unfortunate birthdays, you can go listen to that episode um, I talked about how I have a lot of bad luck on my birthdays, but gener I don't know, like, I think this year, or maybe I'm jinxing it, I'm not sure, I hope I'm not jinxing it. It's currently June 24 when I'm recording this, and I'm, I have a f good feeling about my birthday. Dude, this is the first time in my life that I feel good about my birthday. Like, I don't think that things are going to go wrong. I don't think that, um, I don't know. But I also think it's just because I, I shifted my mindset from like, oh, my birthday is my birthday to just, oh, it's just the day that I was born. Like, it's just like an anniversary, you know what I mean? It's like, it's okay. Like, oh, you know, my birthday. I don't know. Like, I don't want to put too much weight on it anymore. And because of that, I think, um, I think I'm good. I feel better about my birthday. But yun nga, I have been having really shitty birthdays ever since I was 
17 years old 17 years old was a 2017 i think it was like a bad omen or something like um i experienced the death on my birthday i experienced oh technically oh my gosh it's so funny it's technically my heartbreak anniversary wow um with this guy who well this fuck boy that led me on and he literally stood me up on my 18th my 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 debut day that just because june 24 was my debut day like it wasn't on my birthday itself and he stood me up on this day he texted me he was like yeah i'm not gonna go to your birthday because i don't want to be with you blah 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 blah. i was so heartbroken about it i was crying in my debut whatever but you can listen to that uh episode it's deep in there though it's been a year since that episode but it's a very interesting time in my life and i'll probably listen back to that as well because I don't know. Like a lot has changed since then. The name, for one, the name changed. The branding changed. My my quality of recording the de- um devices changed. Um, I guess my clarity of thought and the way that I tell stories now has gotten a lot better as well. Um, hopefully though, it's not that big of a mess. But like at the time, I was just. I took my birthday so seriously and so personally. And I was always like, damn, I hate my birthday. Even last year, I had a shitty birthday. Because um, my mom, my parents thought I was uh, kidnapped when really I just snuck out to see my significant other. And then um, when I got home, like there was like some mix-up with the grab food. And literally, we only had... like It was like, you know how they're like set meals set plate meals and it's supposed to be one person each we ordered for six people and only two platters like two orders came in so we were just sharing two fucking orders it was just so sad i don't know my birthday was so funny and it's just i look back at it now oh yeah again let's listen to the fucking podcast i'm not gonna recount that again because that's a whole other episode but like I just find it really funny that I can look back at it now and be like, yeah, it's of course it would happen to me because I just have that kind of bad luck. But this year, I just really don't think that's going to happen and I'm really hopeful about it. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you guys know what happens um, in the next episode after this, what happens on my birthday. Um, I'm not expecting much, but I am going to go to Baguio and I am... I'm hoping to have a good time with my family. Um, that's all I really, really want. Like, I'm not really the type of person who asks for a big celebration. I'm not really the type of person who expects everyone to post on my birthday, send me long messages or anything like that. I really am more of, like, a quality time person. Quality time and acts of service person. So, like, um, just spending time with my family somewhere that's not at home is already enough for me. And, Yeah. I guess that's it. I mean, that's that's on the birthday front. Now let's get into the real meat of this episode. Okay, so how am I going to go about this? Honestly, I have no idea. Because, guys, to be honest with you naman, this is also one of the reasons why I didn't want to record this episode. Like, I really have been putting it off for the longest time. Because it is, in fact, an uncomfortable conversation to have uh especially because you know everyone has their own opinions about it everyone has their own like 
stories and like all of these things i can only tell you my story and i can't tell you like i'm not an F expert at like all things lgbt like there's still a lot of things that i need to learn like all the other orientations and stuff like that and like all the other sexualities aside from my own for sure um so like i just want to preface this by saying i'm not an expert i promise you i don't know i don't know absolutely everything i can only offer to you what i know what i've been through and how i dealt with it um so take everything what take everything i say with a grain of salt uh, is that the saying with a grain of salt like a grain of salt i don't know just don't take it too seriously don't take it to heart i'm really just i don't know it's just me it's just me um and the title of this episode is when to come out or something like that i don't know but the whole topic about today is coming out and personally in my life it was just really or like when i did it it wasn't in my control it was super duper forced and it spread like wild wildflower the hell wildfire um and it's also one of the reasons uh, it's where most of my anxiety stems from as well because I had no control over who knows what about me at that point and your sexuality is a personal thing. It's for you and it's for no one else to know. But at the same time, it was such a hot topic. When I was in high school, I I came out when I was 15 um, because I kissed a girl and I got caught by the school and i almost got kicked out for it so because of that i had no choice but to come out to my parents because how else am i going to tell them mom dad i might get kicked out of school i'm going to be put on um probation and like probation for conduct okay um I'm going to be put on probation. I'm going to be sent to the guidance office a lot. I'll be, you'll be needing to sign a lot of papers. And you might expect my gr my report card to have low grades um, in the conduct part. I don't know if every school has this. But like in my specific high school, they graded your conduct as well. And most probably, I'm going to have a lot of low grades in the conduct part this year. Because kissing a girl in my high school... Um, was not <laughs> is not allowed um it's frowned upon and i like i guess i don't know i don't know i don't even know how to go about it like it's until now it still boggles my mind um how homophobic that school was um how intensely um discriminated the girl and i were um because of us figuring out our sexual orientation it was very messy okay essentially very very messy and if you want to listen to that episode i'm just like linking so many episodes to this but like if you want to listen to the episode about um my almost expulsion from school you can listen to at 15 um it's a deep deep old episode uh don't expect much from it it's a different vibe from now. It was when I was still the before the after talk like podcast. Um, but that time in my life was one of the darkest times ever, like hands down, one of the worst years of my life. I'm 20 years old now. I'm 
Oh, well, when you're listening to this, I'm 21 years old now, but I can tell you, like, without a doubt, that was still one of the worst experiences of my life. Coming out was one of the worst experiences of my life. Again, don't take this, like, don't take this too seriously. It's just me, and it's gonna be different for absolutely every person. Um, but I was forced to come out to my parents. I had to explain to them that mom, dad, I kissed a girl, and I liked it. <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, I kissed a girl. I'm going to get in trouble for it. I'm going to be put on probation. And yeah, and f- coming from a girl, coming from a student who, like me, I'm a good girl. Like, I'm a really diligent, hardworking student. As in, I get good grades. I am, I had, like, I think at the time I had extracurriculars. I had to quit all of my extracurriculars. I was not allowed to take an AP class or anything like that. Because, like, they stripped me of all of my rights to do anything outside of, the like, my academics. Because, I guess, it was just the homophobia or whatever. Um, and I was punished for kissing a girl. Um, so, they had, they had to find out about it. And they got super-duper mad at me. Um, they, there was one time I remember that I had to sit down and... I had to skip school, sit down with them in the family room, and they told me all these things why I shouldn't be gay. And again, it's not like this for everyone, but it was so painful for me to have to fight my parents on I can't help on the fact that I can't help it. Like I liked I liked this girl. And I don't think there's anything wrong with kissing a girl. And I liked kissing the girl. And it made me happy when I kissed my when I kissed the girl because it was my very first kiss and I wouldn't have had it with anyone else but her. Um, and my parents were like, "No, no, let's send you to therapy. Let's do this and that and this and that and this and that." And I was telling them that I le- I felt like I was trapped inside this box, this glass box. I remember it vividly that I was in the room. My brother's room specifically, not in my room. I don't know why we weren't in my room. But we were in my brother's room and I told them, I feel like I'm in a box. You're putting me in a box and I feel trapped. And they were like, you're not in a fucking box. You're just gay. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, this is a problem. (laughs) So, um... Generally, my parents did not take it well. I was 15 years old, and I think at the time, they really just thought, okay, it's a phase. And I will be saying that a lot later again because I don't fucking know. Okay, so basically, that's my family side of it. My family stopped talking to me for months, nine months to be exact, um, because they couldn't get over the fact that I was, I could be gay, you know? Um. And so it was more of an isolating experience where you know how you're, well, in general, you're just figuring out what you like, who you like, right? And that's a scary thing in itself because it's like, what do I like? If you're a guy or like, okay, let's let's think about it in the quote-unquote norms of society. Like, for example, you're a guy and you're like, oh, do I like boobs or something like that? Or like for girls, it's like, oh, what, a dick? Like, huh? You know what I mean? Like, it's like in general it's a scary thing to realize that you like these things. It's scarier. It's so much scarier when the things that you like 
are not accepted and it's frowned upon because it makes you feel bad for liking them, you know? Um, and again, I'm just so grateful that it's different nowadays. It's so different now. Um, but in 2015, it was still pretty um, taboo to talk about at the time. And so, um, yeah. My home life was not okay. My home life was not very good. But in school was also pretty bad. My friends were okay. But um, I was monitored a lot. In probation, I don't think it's like this for everyone. But for my specific probation, I really wasn't even allowed to go near the girl. Like, as in, I would be... Like, for example, we're hiding in the library. There would be teachers patrolling around. And they would text my mom hey, I saw her with her again. I saw Carlisle with her again. And my, when I'd come home, my mom would be like, why, why would you do that? Why would you go see her again? Blah, 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 blah. Like, we've talked about this, blah, 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 blah. Um, so in that sense, school life was not good. Friends-wise, it was not good as well because not a lot of them um, understood the concept of sexuality yet. Because fi at 15 years old, you don't really feel that. I don't know. Or maybe, I don't know. But like, not a lot of people at... Not a lot of girls in my school um, were sexual yet or, like, discovering their sexual... Um, they didn't have their sexual awakenings yet at the time. So, like, they were all pretty um, scandalized by it as well. They were like, what, Carlisle? Like, freaking... With a girl? Like, no way. So it became the talk of the town because I was, I was a good girl. Like, I was literally one of the most quiet people, one of the most passive batchmates ever i did not attract attention at all until the very moment that everyone found out that i kissed a girl and i'm getting in trouble for it and suddenly it spread like wildfire na carla's gay carla's gay and a lot of um talking went around now oh it's just a phase like don't worry about it like she's just lost right now and um yeah, like, that was it. But the thing is, parang I think people thought na, oh, it's because of her home life. It's not happy in her home life. That's why um, she's taking it out on, um, like, her schoolmates and just kissing whoever because she lacks affection or whatever like that. That's what the guidance counselor told me. that I, They were like, you're just having a not good time in your, um, in your home life. So you're really just trying to displace it until... Um, all these girls in your school because I'm in an all-girls school and, like, I need affection or whatever. Um, and that made me sad because I thought that my home life was pretty good. Like, my my best friends were my siblings. My I loved my parents so much. Um, so that it was quite bold of my guidance counselor at the time to assume that your home life is bad, that's why you're gay. You know what I mean? Like that's not the reason why. Like I I was loved. I had a good I had a good childhood. It just so happens that I just like girls anyway. Like it, that's just it. There's nothing else to it. Like there's no fucked up trauma behind my sexuality. I just like girls. Like there's no deeper meaning to it. I just like 
girls. That's it. Like, there's nothing to it. But they just wanted to psychologize it and try to tell me it's a phase, it's a phase, it's a phase. Um, a lot of my batchmates as well, they were going around saying, oh, it's just a phase. Um, it's not serious. Like, don't worry about it. Carla's just gonna get over it eventually. Well, I'm fucking 20 years old. I just got out of a gay relationship. So, I don't think it's a fucking phase. I had a very... That was a long, my longest term relationship ever in my life. And it was one of the most meaningful relationships that I've had ever in my life. And it was with a girl. And you're still going to tell me that it was a phase? Like, who the fuck do you think you are? And at the same time, it's like my house, my home life is very, very good. I'm very happy with my family. We are at the, we are at the best. Um, we ha- we are having the best relationship we've ever had ever and that's coming from me who came from like a nine month period of not talking to my family at all like zero none of them were ever minding me I was literally crying every dinner time because I was so lonely you know so we're very good I'm still gay though and it's not anything to do with that you know um so whatever, I got really, really sad that everyone was just um, discounting my feelings and invalidating my feelings um, for this girl. And um, so because of that, I kind of hid it already. Like I broke up with the girl um, and I started dating guys. And yun, tuloy, tuloy na yun, uh, I was... I guess overcompensating because I was so afraid na parang, oh yeah, I should prove these people right. That it was a phase. It was in fact a phase. Um, I'm better now. I'm ha- I'm, I'm, I'm straight now. Like, don't worry. That was just a little blip um, in my timeline. But I don't know. I associated, I associated my sexuality with really bad times and so i pushed it away and i've started i started dating boys um and in general now i realize that i am in fact bisexual and i'm not just i'm not like full-on gay like i'm not full-on homosexual um i like boys and i like girls and it's there's nothing deeper to it like that's just it you know um so at the time, though, I was really focusing more on the guy side of my 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 sexuality, like the quote unquote straight side of it, I guess. Like you know what I mean. Like there are two sides to whatever. You know what I mean. So I was focusing more on like, okay, I like boys. I like boys. I like boys. But there there was this small inkling of me that still was like, I want to be with a girl. Um, and again, I pushed it aside for the longest time because I was like, no, it's not good. And when I got with a girl again, um, like two years ago, uh, I was panicking again. Because throughout the time that I was dating boys, I felt relieved and I felt safe. Not because they were making me feel safe, but because... It was the security of people not judging me anymore in the relationship in the sense that it's like, oh, it's a straight relationship. It's easy. It's easier than being in a gay relationship because at least now people will stop talking about me like that. People will stop questioning me. People will stop thinking that my love for this certain person is just a phase, you know. Um, and I, I lived in that comfort. And when I got into my relationship 
with my girlfriend at the time, I all of the trauma and all of the anxiety rushed back to me because it was like, oh shit, I'm treading very, very dangerous waters again. Um, if things work out with this girl and I do end up wanting to marry her, I might have to move to another country. I might have to hide myself from everyone in my family. I might have to cut ties with almost everyone in my family because it was already shown when I was 15 years old that they didn't accept me. And it was, uh, and I was, it was like proven to me, quote unquote, proven to me when I was 15 years old that my teachers wouldn't accept me. And it was proven to me that my, my peers wouldn't accept me, you know? So I was scarred from it. And I was really, 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 really struggling with that anxiety of I'm never going to be accepted for the love that I have. Um, and you can tell me all of these things like, oh, times have changed and everything like that. But it was a really scarring experience. Um, eventually, though, I'm super duper grateful for this um, in my past relationship. But I have been brought out of my comfort zone because I loved the person so much. I love the girl so much that I wanted to share it. And the more that I was willing to just love openly and mm, like not give a fuck about what other people say about me, the more I was just happy, the happier I just was. And I think that's what pride is, you know, like, I think it's just, eh, for me, I think coming out has to do with the level of safety that you feel and the level of security that you have um, in your life. You know, if you feel like you're safe enough to say it, then you can and you should come out. Well, not you should. I feel like that's me forcing you guys to come out. Like, I was forced and I never want to have anyone ever uh, force that upon you guys. I said, I never got to even come out to my best friends. Like, like Margo and Trisha, I don't know if they're going to listen to this podcast, but like, I wasn't the one who came out to Marga. Like, Marga found out through someone else and then she just saw me and then she hugged me and like, we cried together. Like, I can't believe that you, like, she was like, I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. But it just sucked that I never got to be the one to tell even my 100% best friend, you know. Um, it was just passed around that I was gay. And that was the way that I came out. It wasn't me. And I don't want that for anyone else. I want you guys to have, it's your choice. It's your story. It's your sexuality. It's your pride. You are in charge of who gets to know that about you because it's personal and it's yours. It's yours, it's yours, it's yours. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Like, for everyone else, like, listening, and it's not just like, oh, the person who's looking to come out already. I hope you really, really respect um, the person who comes out to you. If they don't want it to be spread yet, don't do anything about it like just listen the people who come out to you are just telling you alone it's not supposed to be like i don't know for me like it's so personal to me like it's not like a fucking parade because it's like 
I'm so scared. Like, parades scare me now. Like, being public about it scares me now because I still don't feel safe. And I mean, like, on this podcast, I'm pretty open about it and, like, talk about, like, my my relationship and shit like that. But it takes me a while for to come out to people. It takes me a while to say um, face-to-face to someone that, hey, I'm a bisexual. Um... But it comes in time. It comes in the level of comfort you have. And if you already feel that, then you should do it. Um, legit. I think nowadays, people are so much more loving. In 2015, things were really so different. I'm telling you, like, people... Like, I guess the media was very hard on it too. Like, the only places that you would really see it are like Tumblr and like porn sites and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like an open, it wasn't that open of a thing um, for there to be gay characters in movies, for pride flags to be like, you know, hung up all around the fucking road and shit like that. That's not a thing that happened in 2015 and it was so much harder and I'm I can't be, I can't imagine how hard it must have been years before me pa um but we've taken so many strides towards the right direction and I just want everyone to know like it's a safe place now and if it even if it isn't or even if you don't think it is, you'd be safe with me because I know how it feels. I don't know. I don't know. And plus, I, like, respect everyone in general. Like, woof. I don't know. But that was my experience. That's my coming out experience. And now that I am... Well, I'm past high school already, right? It's gone. Like, not a lot of people know me anymore from high school. I'm in college now. People are finding out about me through me. And it's so much more liberating when I'm the one who gets to say it. Like, it's it's coming out from my mouth and not from anyone else's anymore. And I really, really like that. Um. So, yeah. I think hold on to who you are. And be proud of it. And... Actually, I don't know. Eh. For me, parang it's just a thing. Like it's not like a, it's not like a, like a wow thing now. Oh, I'm bisexual. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's it's casual for me. My sexuality for me is casual, and for other people, it's like for sure something, na, like something that they really are proud of. But for me, it's like oh okay, I'm I'm bi. Like it's not that big of a deal for me. What is a big deal for me is being brave enough to live it out and being able to um, inspire other people as well and make them feel safe around you. I think that's what my pride is. That I'm part of this community and I want and I'm proud to be here as a safe place for other people as well. Like, my pride is not in the number of guys or girls I've dated or the number of girls I've kissed or anything like that. My pride is in being part of something bigger than myself that is safe and loving and um, happy. And I don't know. I don't know how else I'm going to say this, but... Yeah, I mean, happy Pride, everyone. Like, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know 
episode, man. Like, it's freaking, I feel, I feel like I've dug in. I've dug in. What the hell? That's not a word. I feel like I've dug. What? What's the word? I feel like I've dug myself. I dug. What? <laughs> this is such a weird way to end it. But I think I dug myself into a hole of weirdness and of awkwardness, you know? I don't know. Um, More, I don't know. I feel like just read up on it. Read up on it on your own. Figure out what you like. There was a time that I thought I was a sexual as well. There, honestly, like even five years after coming out, after five years of figuring shit out by myself, like I still get confused about what my sexuality is. It's a, it's a continuous process. Oh, that's another thing. Like knowing your sexuality isn't something that will just stop right, like stop right then and there. You can, um. You can label yourself as straight for a while and then realize, oh shit, I like the the same sex. Okay, I'm homosexual. Then you realize, oh no, I like the I like opposite also. So you're bisexual, and then you're like, oh no, I don't like either. So you're like asexual. You know, like it's a thing that like your sexuality isn't just like a stamp, and it's not permanent. It changes because you change, and you discover what you like. You know. For me, like, my sexuality grows and changes time and time again. I really thought I was a sexual for a hot second. No joke. And that was, like, a scary thing for me because, like, sex is fun. I don't know. Well, who said that? <laughs> but, like, um, <laughs> damn, I've been, I am digging myself in the deeper hole here, huh? Um, I thought I was asexual for a while. I searched up about it. I studied it so much, pa, because I was like, "Am I really like? Do I really not have any like sexual attraction to people?" Um, that's not true. I think I just had a low sex drive at the time, and I just really spiraled in. Like my anxiety spiraled into, "Oh, maybe I'm asexual. Maybe I'll never have sex again, or whatever, whatever, whatever." So I got scared about that. But mm, I'm bisexual, and that is for sure already. For now. Um, so if you're ever questioning yourself and if you've already come out once it's okay to come out again and it's okay to come out again and after that after that it's something that will grow with you and change with you because it's yours it's you it's who you are um, and who you are is what you should be pr- be proud of and yeah I don't know I guess even if you're straight like you can still listen to this fucking podcast and like hear out other people's stories. I think that just because you're straight doesn't mean that you can't relate to everything that gay people say. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, you can still find a connection with the LGBT community, even if you're straight. You can be an ally. The allies are part of the LGBT community. You know what I mean? Like, um it's not something that excludes others it's for everyone to be a part of literally that's the whole point of the lgbt community it's just it's so that you feel like there's a safe place for you where you belong so i don't know i think everyone can be part of the community if they just open their hearts and their minds to it and this is, I guess, this is just my story. Again, you can have a different story from me. Your coming out story might be glorious and happy, but I think it's also 
like this there's a there's, there's this also this other side of the community also that it's sad and scary and there's still a way out of it and i'm not living my life sadly and like um i'm not living my life sadly because my coming out story wasn't okay i think that's the most important part of my story is that it felt like the world was over for a while but it didn't end the world didn't end because I eventually found people who loved me for me. I eventually found people who accept me for me despite the hard time that I had coming out. Because there will always be people who will love you for you. And that's just it. You don't have to falter in your um, pride in yourself and your everything just because there will be people who doubt you. Dude, who gives a fuck? Like, who gives a fuck? All of us are just living our own goddamn lives. So, yeah, live your truth. I don't know. Um, I hope I made sense this episode. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Woof! This was a weird one, huh? But, again, if you want to listen to the other episodes, uh, you can just scroll down through it. The, the one about my coming out story is at 15. And the one about my birthday is a series of unfortunate birthdays. So you can listen to that and get to know me a little bit more. Um, and I will talk to you guys very, very soon. Hopefully next week. I love you all and have a great pride. Bye! <laughs>